You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Food feature. Chef Marcus, Mori Mokwani, very warm welcome to you. Good afternoon and thank you for having me over, Jane. So the last time I saw you was... Um, for breakfast, yes, on air, <laughs> and, <laughs> many and, moons ago, <laughs> uh, very, very many moons ago, and I must say, it's a, it's a lot easier to be eating in the afternoon. Yes, uh, breakfast. Uh, it was always quite challenging. We'd, we'd put move the the um, the utensils to our mouths, and yes. then as soon as the camera moved away, we'd we quickly everything <laughs> quickly. Up. It's not the most glamorous thing to watch. So I'm, I'm happy that there are no cameras. And I, and I can imbibe on your food. Yes. Tell us about the residency. Well, the residency is a pop-up restaurant. Um, we created the space to give young chefs an opportunity to come and showcase their talent. I, being a young chef, I know the struggles of being given an opportunity to be in the front row. So we created the, the residency to give young chefs an opportunity to come and showcase what they can do. So it's a pop-up restaurant at the Prison Break Market, which is located somewhere in Midrand in Kailami. <laughs> <laughs> we say we don't know where we are, but it's called Lenfernas, the area. It's between Kailami and Lone Hill. And we are open from Thursday to Sunday from 10 p.m., from 10 a.m. till 8 p.m. So um, we've got uh, dishes from around the world. So you can come in as a young chef and tell us your story. And if you've got such exciting recipes, we'll try it out and we'll put it on the menu. That's, that's such a great idea. And have you had chefs coming to you? Have you had many chefs coming to you yes. with their own ideas? And yes. has what has stood out for you? So the beauty about it is that you work with young creatives and we work, even our team, A.B., Gail, Tumelo and uh, Kelvin, they're all young um, South Africans who want to create amazing, delicious food. And every week we brainstorm ideas of what can we add onto the menu and what can we remove? What's not working and stuff like that? They're all up and coming culinary experts and it's great to work with such people. So it's been such a lovely journey to have people like that. And we are open, uh, opening our doors for more chefs to come through and work with us. And tell us about the importance of street food. I mean, I've traveled a bit. I, I loved it in Thailand until I went to Laos mm. and that's some of the best street food ever. I mean, it's so, you can almost feel the, the grit and the grime yeah. in a nice, clean, healthy yeah. way of the country. I mean, you're tasting yes. uh, how people live there. You're yeah. tasting a different culture, aren't you? The beauty of our street food is that we can break the rules mm. and give you a different flavor and experience. We can take you to Asia, to Thailand in just a quick, easy taco or the, our Thai green curry. So it's beautiful, it's, it's simple, and we can change it all the time. I mean, street food, that's what it's called, street food, you know, it changes, we are more flexible, we have more, um, we are more quick and we're like, okay, you want this quickly, let's do it, one, two, three. I mean, next week we are introducing Mzansi taco. Oh, yes. We, and uh, what's, bring in what does them, that involve? In the Mzansi taco, so you will have your brovols inside a, a taco shell, and then it will come with a chakalaka instead of salsa. Yeah. <laughs> already, <laughs> I, I can mean, feel my stomach floating <laughs> as you're talking. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's, it is exciting. I mean, we're trying it out, and I think the, the response has been great. And we're looking forward to more people trying it out and giving us their feedback. So that's the beauty about street food. You break all the rules. All right, so uh, before you tell me about what you've given me, and I had a yes. little nibble before, and I'm yes. going to continue nibbling, let's have a quick ad break. 702. Food feature. 
All right, I'm talking to Chef Marcus Morimokwane. He's the owner of the residency. It's a pop-up restaurant uh, at a market in Johannesburg. And he's been telling us and eulogizing about street food and why it's so exciting. So we've got somebody on the line, Senna from Centurion, who wants to ask you, Marcus, about street food. Is apparently, Senna, you're in the same business. Hello. Hi. Hi, Chef Marcus and Jane. Thank you for having me on the line. So I have a, a, a catering company that hasn't done so well because of the current economic climate and all of that. However, I'm, I'm keen in, in understanding in terms of bylaws, in terms of your setup, in terms of bylaws, so that it, I, I believe street food can create a lot of employment for our young people. Mm-hmm. In terms of if you, my idea was along the lines of having almost like a hot dog stand and having different cuisines all over, but in by, but ensuring that I, I adhere to government regulations and all of that. Maybe you can assist me in doing that. But what I'll do is I'll make a turn sometime. Uh, you said in Midrand and Lone Hill, just to see how your setup is. I'm very keen in seeing that. And thank you. I know this creates a lot of employment for upcoming uh, young chefs, which is much appreciated, particularly at this stage in our country. Yeah. Thank you, Senna. Thank you. Thank you. Um, one thing that we made sure that we keep in place is to ensure that um, we have a health and safety certificate and everyone is trained on health and safety. So that's very important. And especially if you're going to be doing business professionally, um, you need to be catering for other businesses and they will request that you submit your a certificate of acceptability. So that is, it doesn't take long, it's about two weeks. So I think before you do anything, before you light up a grill, get that certificate. It'll open up a lot of doors for you. Uh, and the tips to, to making a success, other than getting the certificates that you need so you're mm. not setting yourself up for any troubles. Mm. I mean, what, what is it that makes it successful? Is it variety? I should imagine it's just it's coming up with something new and exciting as frequently as you can. For us, it has always been doing a lot of research, asking a lot of questions. You need to go out there with your food and present it to different types of people so that you get that authentic feedback. Before you can open up a shop, get that feedback, ask questions. You know, um, people must be honest with you before you go build this whole business and then some things go wrong, some things go right. But if you've got honest people around you, they will give you that honest feedback and you'll know where to fix and how to get things right. Your research will also help you. Spend time on Netflix, spend time on YouTube, do your research, just try and find out because I know some of us, we don't have um, funds to go study a degree or a qualification to be a culinary expert or whatever they're called nowadays um but if you spend time on youtube watch those videos from other international chefs learn from them look at local chefs what are they doing research on trends what's new what's coming this winter i mean we are so fortunate that we have uh, when the americans are in the hot season we are in the cold season look at what they've been doing in the in their winter months you know steal from them i mean that's the only way you're going to actually learn, you know, look at other people, what they're doing and try it out. Try a new recipe every week. Try something new. Travel. Even if it means leaving your house from Medrand and going to Jobeck CBD to try in something new, that will open up your, 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 your vision to other people's work and taste buds and all those unique flavors out there. I mean, we are lucky, aren't we, what we have access to. The yes. food shows. And I mean, yeah. you look at them and you're just like bombarded with ideas yes. and then jot them down. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm great at going through recipes yes. 
and I take a piece of paper and I put mm. them in a never page. <laughs> I probably don't do much, yeah. but there's so much stimulation and, mm. and so much, you, we have access to so many things. True, true. I mean, some recipes might look intimidating, but go through it. Go through it three times if you have to. Um, do it step by step, you know. Um, you, you, from then you look at a recipe and be like, well, this is easy because you've done it many times. Mm. I mean, if you look at it right the first time, do it three times. I mean, we've got recipes that we're on our 10th version of it, you know, that we need to get it to the correct level. I mean, we get sent back to say, this is not at the, its best quality. Mm. Improve it. And there's nothing wrong with that because we are learning as we're doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, tell me what you brought in for me. Yes. I've had a little nibble. <laughs> so, Delicious, I might uh, add. Thank you. Um, so today we have um, Korean Asian wings, which were cooked with um, Asian uh, five spice, and we dunked them in a sweet and sour um, sauce that uh, Chef's Boo, one of our friends, makes it for us um, from scratch. Mm. And that's the beauty about working with other chefs is that he is a sushi and dim sum chef, Ooh. but he makes these beautiful sauces for us, and which is a, an, another beautiful collaboration because you're giving another chef an opportunity to showcase that they can create amazing sauces. And I love it because not only is it tasty, but it's juicy. Yes. And that's the thing with chicken, right? Yeah. It, it can dry out so quickly. Very quickly, yeah. So, and we like chicken in our country. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of our best-selling, mm. um, um, followed by the tacos. I mean, the tacos that you have in front of you, uh, it's, pulled, it's pulled chicken. Um, we've got salsa and guacamole and sour cream. And everything we make it in-house. You know, there's the only thing that we get from our friends um, at Azteca is that the, the taco shells because that very intrigued, like the process of making it is quite intense. And it I mean, really is, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite intense. And But the beauty about it is that they're made locally in within Midrand area. Mm. So everything is fresh and we get all our ingredients locally because... Our economy is very, it's, it's going down the drain, yeah. but we are doing our best to always make sure that we work with local suppliers and, you know, local chefs to keep the business within us young people. And finally, you've got the, our Thai curry. I mean, we make it with chicken. It's a chicken Thai curry with coconut, uh, coconut milk. And then we serve that with basmati rice. I mean, it's filling. A lot of people say, ah, oh, but the tacos are not filling. So we've got that for those who are like, I'm hungry. Yeah. I want something that's very filling. So we've got the, the Thai curry, which is one of our best sellers. And today, the cloudy weather, it's perfect for that. I must say, yeah. it, it absolutely was. And I mean, the, 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 the Mexican touch here with the, with the guacamole and all of that. I mean, it's so fresh, yes. isn't it? Yeah. It just really gets your, your taste buds zinging. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, and I'm not just saying it because you're here, but all of them are <laughs> delicious. Thank I've, you, I've eaten about uh, three different pieces of chicken. Yeah. Uh, what do you learn from working in a market? Because people, it's not really sit down. I yeah. mean, I know people can sit down, but it's it's quite uh, transient, isn't yes. it? Yes. So what does that, that teach you about bringing people in? What's the trick? So the two things that I've learned is that number one is that you need to be fast. You need to yeah. be super fast. You cannot, 15 minutes is way too long for any dish. It needs to be under 10 minutes. So it teaches us to be constantly fast. The second thing that we've learned is that everything needs to be portable. It needs to fit in a hand. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the minute it doesn't fit in a hand, people are like, oh, well, I can't carry this yeah. around. I because just want to grab Because market by nature, eat. you're yeah. just grabbing little things. Grab mm. bite size and everything. So you need to make sure that everything that you sell is bite size because there's so much to do, so many places to go. You just want to 
eat and drink and go. So one hand must have a drink, one hand must have a taco. So that's how, <laughs> that's how it works. So everything, whenever we think about a new recipe, we're always thinking, is it big enough or small enough for one person, like one to fit in one hand? So that's one, one of the things that we always have to keep in mind and keep in check. And, and enough to fill your belly yep. as well. <laughs> if you want to ask Chef Marcus any questions, please do get in touch with us. I'm just going to remind you of the number. It's 011-883-0702. And you can also WhatsApp me on 072-702-1702. And we can put these questions uh, through to the chef. And it's, you know, it's uh, an interesting part of the world to get into. And food is so big yeah. all over. Yeah. I mean, the interest that food generates and elicits is yeah. extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, all of those shows on TV are, mm. are they're either award-winning yes. or they have hundreds of millions of viewers. Yes. So you're in the, you're in the right space. How did you get into it? <laughs> I've always loved food. Um, I think uh, from my, my grandmother's kitchen, I've always loved looking at her creating this amazing meal that could feed about 10 to 15 people. So that was always fascinating for me. I studied marketing and brand uh, development for, and I worked with some of my amazing brands for so many years. But I've always found myself when we do events that I'm always in the kitchen or talking to the catering team, planning a beautiful menu for the event. And I was like, you know what? Maybe let me study some culinary stuff and see how far it will go. Then COVID happened and I found myself releasing recipes on online on twitter on instagram and people were like hmm, why don't you do this full time and i was like i'm gonna take the jump because i actually love it and i enjoy it and i did take that leap of faith and i was like i'm actually gonna do this and ever since then i'm chef marcus now you know i'm no longer that uh, marketing strategist person and it's been a beautiful journey ever since but i should imagine what you learned then puts you in a good position now to to grow the business yes. where do you see the business we are looking into moving the business from only being Joburg mm -hmm. to having the Cape Town Durban and uh, other provinces such as Mpumalanga to go into the Western Cape all around the country we want to also do TV shows mm. we want to release cookbooks um, and I say we because, as I've said before, this is a collaborative effort. Mm. You know, it's not only me mm. in the front line. I want other chefs to contribute towards the cookbook so that it's, it's not about me. Because I know the challenges of being a chef, you mm. know, and it's important to always share the, the platform. So, yeah, cookbooks, TV shows, more, more stores, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have another bite of, of your chicken. Yeah. The producer has reminded me that it's, it doesn't sound as bad as I think it's going to sound. So I'm going to try and ruminate quietly. <laughs> what other countries do you want to feature? Where, where to next? I want to bring it home. I want to bring it home. Mm -hmm. I want to. This is so good. Thank you. I want to ha add more South African flavors mm -hmm. onto, and we're coming into winter, and we're very big with that. So something we want to play with it. Cape Malay and curry, what are we doing with that? You know, I want to take it home from Rustenburg. I was born in a village called Potsaning. Mm -hmm. So, which is pulled beef, you know, Ooh. and we used to eat it with um, sorghum, uh, uh, my belly. Mm -hmm. So, I want to bring those kind of flavors into the, our menu, you know. So, I think my, our next focus will be mostly South African. 
um, mm. bringing it home and making sure that those flavors are well represented. And yeah, maybe the the United States. <laughs> oh, well, wh- why not? Why not? <laughs> I hope somebody's listening. Yeah. If somebody wanted to get into food and and follow what you're doing, yeah. a youngster, what would your advice be? Follow all the the chefs. Um, read more. Um, like I said, do your research. Spend some time. Um, Netflix is now available on mobile phones. Download Netflix and get all those cooking shows. Um, there is a program called, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, called Udemy or Udemy. Um, it has some amazing cooking uh, lessons, which mm. are so affordable. Like a cooking lesson will cost you about 120. You can download that on your phone and try um do as many lessons as you can. Those will give you experience and some of them you'll get certification and then you can come to the residency and then let's try out some new dishes. I love it. And then one year there could be there could be you. Yes. <laughs> Chef Marcus, thank you so much for coming in. Please go to Prison Break Market, situated in Glenferns, and you can find out more about the chef and the delicious food and the collaborations that he's involved in.